There's a pattern, right? Like if we want to talk to each other nicely, then we need to all learn that when we speak, like pay attention, listen, we're all talking respectfully. We should be respectful to each other and not just be like, all right, I'm going to up it up. I'm going to up it up. I'm going to up it up because you got two aggressive people in the house and that could go forever. Like a bull in a china shop. And that's what I, that came up on self-care too, is just the idea that um, I don't know how to express myself. I don't know how to... I don't believe it, that. That's what goes back to what I said very early on. Well, are you are you misunderstood or do you not seek to be understood? I don't think you seek to be understood. It's I hard. Think it's it, judgment. I think it's judgment from whomever he is. It's hard to tell with. somebody that you care about where they're lacking and where they're failing you. It's really hard to do that. I'm not. Gonna it's say hard that's to tell easy somebody. That However, they, I'm it, not going to say it should be avoided. It shouldn't be avoided, but it's hard to tell somebody that they they not be good enough in these moments. Why is it hard? Because you care. Because you've built this person up in a lot of ways. Like there's sometimes you're in a relationship with and somebody. If we, but if we go to what you just said, and I've had those conversations, versus uncomfortable is two different things. Because they'll tell you if you really fuck with me or not. Yeah, and I've had those conversations, but I'm saying it's it's just very difficult to do. Because like I said, sometimes you get with somebody, and a lot of their self esteem will come from being in a relationship with you in some ways. Like the idea that they have a boyfriend. That I is a we. Yeah, that type of thing. Like some. There are people that I've been that person before that I just I just want somebody to feel fulfilled, to feel like I've I have everything that I want. Now I've been that person. I don't even want to put it on women. But and then in the relationship, you will build that person up, you will pour into them and build them and build them, but they don't realize or you don't realize that you're not getting it in return. And then someday you're gonna to have to find a way to express to them that yes, I did love you. Yes, I did want you, I liked you, I wanted all these things, but it just isn't there for me anymore. I don't like you enough to keep doing this. Like I don't, it, there's not enough here for me to keep pouring this into you. I don't I have don't anything like left. I don't like you enough to keep doing this. That's a really important sentence. That is an important. <laughs> because sometimes you can like somebody a lot, and if that like don't evolve into love, you will stop liking them the way you did at first. And there's like this. It, it kind of. I don't want to say it burns out, but I always say it's the novelty of it wearing off. Like somebody that's really gorgeous that likes you in return and you like them and y'all are just really excited to have each other and you like each other a lot. You continue to get to know each other, heads bump and it's like, damn. The love bubble popped. Right. I don't like you enough to put up with this shit. You know what I mean? And it's like, now I have to kind of extract myself in a way because I don't like you. And it's not, it's not even fair to you for me to keep pretending I like you in a way that puts up with this shit. Like if... It's just not even fair. Like, you just have to say it. You said it's hard to talk to a woman or, or it's hard to tell somebody when they wronged you sometimes as a man or whatever you were saying that. Do you feel like when somebody wrongs you, do you process it as first you look inside and say, what did I do wrong? Somehow it's my fault. If she did this to me, it's a critique of me. It and that's why that I way. can't talk about this because it's hurting me to bring up what I'm perceiving is actually my flaw. So it's never her fault. She's raising her voice to me because I'm messing up. That's a reflection of me. And I don't even want to talk about my own crap. In past relationships, like in my, in my marriage, that was the mode of operation. It was like, I must be doing something wrong to be getting treated this way. And I was making mistakes. I was young. You know, I made mistakes. I didn't know how to deal with certain things. Like I made mistakes. I'm making excuses at all. But it kept being because I was so willing to hold myself accountable. It kept being that I got to be doing something wrong. And I wasn't able to process that, you know, people can just be people can just be going through their own things and they could be, you know, and you could be getting the residual of what they're going through. Very much true. And I'm trying to find a really political way to say people can treat you like shit sometimes like they, it could just happen because they know you're there. 
Right. And and you let yourself be there. You don't remove yourself from the situation. So I, I, looking back, I used to be like, man, I, sh- I should have left a long time ago. Like I should have left far before it got to this point. Like I shouldn't even have these memories that I'm tortured by or whatever, because I should have been gone three years before that even happened. But trying to hold on and trying to hang on, you're going to take some losses. And I took a lot of losses. You take a lot of losses. But so. you don't know the silver lining until you come out of it. You really don't because you can hold on and knowing that something is a moment and you're trying to you're trying to recapture the image that the both of you initially had. And sometimes that's harder or let me say like this easier said than done without damage being done. Like, you know, anytime that you forecast something, there's always a chance that you miss the bar. Right. But you still got to shoot the free throw. It's like playing the lottery. You know, that's like, exactly what relationships You can play the lottery like all the that. time. And every now and then you're going to hit for 10. You might hit for 20. Shit, you might hit for 100. And that might put a little gas in your car for a week or two, whatever the case is. <laughs> but what you really want is you really want to hit the Powerball. You want to be out the game. Like, you want to be done. You want to yeah. retire. You want to hit that big number. Now, we're going to keep playing because it's fun. We're going to keep dating. We're going to keep meeting people, getting situations that might last longer than the last one. Some get serious. You might move in with them till the lease is up. Um... But that's just the equivalent of hitting for $100, $500, $1,000. But what you're trying to do is you're trying to hit that mega millions. So you can just be like, I'm done. You want to walk into work or walk into Twitter and be like, all right, y'all, I'm out the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, here go my black book. I'm done with it. That's what that's what it is. But you got to go pay to play. You can't just sit on your yeah, ass you, and wait for the lottery to come to you. You got to get out there and go to 7-Eleven. You got to stand in line in front of me while I'm trying to put $7 of gas in my car and ask for number <laughs> two, six, nine, three, twelve. 12. You get four Mega Millions. Just do the power play on two of those. And then, um, matter of fact, let me get three more of those. Hold on a second. Scan that. Okay, let me get two more of them. I'm just, I got like $5 and two quarters and shit. You know what I mean? To bo- this is more for you because this is, this is your time. But yeah, yeah, For yeah, both yeah. of you, I'm interested in the answer though. <clears throat> How long can you go without speaking at all to the person you're with? Depends on the person I'm with. And I say If it's a that- serious relationship, this is this is potentially the one. See, I think so there's a lot to be don't. said about like dealing with your shit before you ask somebody else to deal with that type of shit. But um, that's neither here nor is it there. But that's a lot. Like when I got out of my marriage, like and I, my next my tuxedo mask is about a lot about the relationship I got into after I was married. And one of my regrets was going into that relationship after a marriage with all these triggers and arbitrary boundaries and God, I always wish I'd have just got my shit together and I might have been a better guy for her and we might have been better off had I just got my shit together. It wasn't even so much anything she was doing. It was just me having all these arbitrary rules about things I wasn't going to do or how I was going to move and just different stuff like that. Just putting up all these weird ass boundaries that she had nothing to do with that. She didn't do any of the things my ex did. So having all these rules for her based on what happened to my ex just wasn't fair. And so that's what it ended up being about. And that's how you and you just kind of live and learn and you kind of make mistakes. I like used to drive me crazy when I first started dating again is that women would be like, oh, I wasted my time. Co-parenting's forever to death, okay? So I think people need to take a step back and just realize that there needs to be a much longer getting to know each other process before you just jump into these situations that um, you're putting so much stock in and you're just vesting so much into. Like, I honestly just always wish, even with a lot of different relations, I wish that I'd have had my shit together more. I wish I'd have known who I was more. I wish I'd have handled my shit better more before I asked somebody to deal with that from me. Because when people ask me to deal with their shit, I don't like you enough to do that. (laughs) So I wish you would have dealt with it first instead of coming to the table and asking me to deal with it now. I mean, because it's just the truth. I've I've had six weeks. I've had three months. I've had five months. 
to get to know you. And now I have to, it's almost like, it's almost like being tricked into a commitment. Like if someone reveals that, hey, I have this major problem, but I really like you and I don't want to deal with that before I get to know you. Can you just... So unfortunately, that is the dynamic of dating, popcorn dating. Yeah, there's nothing worse than dating somebody who thinks they have to have their whole shit together by the age of 30 and a half. You know what I mean? Like, I'm about to be 30. I can't be out here dating when I'm 30. You know, just shit like that. It's like... Like you have to, you have to like the person too. The person has to like you. There has to be, <laughs> it can't just be fill in the blank. Like I've, I've dated people that just kind of wanted somebody that is a stand in. Like I got everything else I want in life. Now I just need a decent enough nigga to stand here next to me and everything will be fine. And it looks, it, it can work for a little while, but eventually the people matter. Like the person matters. Like, Hey, I, I have an idea of what I want my life to be like too. And it doesn't appear you care any fucks about that. So <laughs> at some point, like, Maybe it's the Scorpio me, but at some point I'm going to have to kind of get control of where I want this story to go because I'm here too. And if I have a vision that you don't want to help me make, because I'll help you get everywhere. I'll give you everything you want. Like I'll help you do anything you want to do. You just got to want to do it. And that's the other disappointing shit. Don't make somebody that don't want shit. <laughs> it's like, oh, you just Yikes. good. We're just going to die in this apartment, huh? <laughs> it's like, all right. Well, damn. <laughs> but that, that you should have seen beforehand though. Like we're, we're, we're beyond I would think we're beyond still trying to figure it out there's just too many variables man like two dope people can meet each other at just the wrong times of their life like the most ambitious person could just be going through a phase where they're not ambitious every relationship that I regretted losing taught me something else about myself that I think makes me stronger for my next relationship so all those mistakes kind of add up to this version that you are now but like you can only find that out by getting to know people and taking those risks. Now, my way of mitigating some of those risks is by extending the uh, getting to know slash friendship period of things. Like really, I have to decide if I wanna be your friend before I let myself like you. Because if I don't wanna be there for you as a friend, like if I don't wanna like show up when you need something or like, you know, hold my word or, you know, just, if I don't wanna do those things to you as a friend, I don't wanna date you either. It could be really nice that this cute girl likes me and all that, it could be really flattering and fun. I can drag that out just to have that feeling for a little while. But like, if I don't even wanna be your friend, then what makes me think we're gonna to wanna to be long-term boyfriend and girlfriend? So I've been trying to do more, work more on friendships with people before I let myself like them too much. Because if I like you, I forgive all the bullshit. Like, come on, baby girl, don't worry about that well, shit. Well, what you're <laughs> saying is, based off of uh, the 18, in them 20 somethings that my discernment should be better fine tuned to recognize who is for me and who today. is not for me. Yeah. Today we should be better. Right. You're saying from what those experiences in your like, 20s. I think it's excusable in your twenties. I think it's perfectly excuse because you're, you're meeting new goals and stuff <sighs> like that. I think the breakup should be fewer and far between. Bro, what you got to understand is these women that we were dating in our twenties, They've gotten married. They've had kids. They broke up. They've gotten careers. They had better job. They they're like the principal at their school now instead of the part time substitute. They've grown too. Like they've changed. It's not the same. They're not the same people they were when we were twenty four. Twenty. Nobody is. No, I get that. So I get that. But what you I'm do saying- have to get to know people where they are right now. Like it, it, you you have to figure that out. And there's no magic bullet. There's no like you can't like I you can't just scroll backwards through people's Facebook profiles and figure out what the path they've taken in life. I've tried it. it doesn't yeah. work. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think we got we got new. No, this is me being again me being the only married person in the room. Now I'm seeing things like I was having this conversation with him. It's not even a debate. It's just interesting to me these days. 
like I'm, I'm not even judging anything. I'm just looking at it like, wow, like my, my mindset has changed so much in the way I'm seeing relationships because I've been so far removed from dating. Right. And you I think be, that everybody's people dating. I'm like, how would I act if I was dating today? And I'm like, Chad. there's a lot of things you could pick up on. Like if I want to know something about Jerome and I know he got two kids, I need to go see how his kids are dressed. I need to like those things should tell me a lot about him without necessarily saying there's all saying these surprises. Right. It sounds great. Married man. But it's trash out here in reality. People will show you what they want you to see. They will tell you what they think you want to hear. Yep. The four C's, the consistency, the communication, the consideration, the commitment. That's all you can look for. But people in dating, all this is trash. People are taking advantage of you. People just want to use you to value. Look, it's trash out here. You're saying take all this time, but people don't deserve all this time because they're trash. But that's where women are talking about. I wasted my time. Right. Well, no, they wasted their time because... They have to feel like victims when they get broken up with. Uh, well, everybody wait does. a minute. What everybody does. Everybody does. Everybody. People try to find a victim. Nay, nay. Uh, I sure don't. I well, sure I mean, don't like, because it was only one well, way if I you're was mad, out of that building. That was in a cardboard box with well, his ass in a box too. If you're mad, so I, <laughs> if you're mad that you wasted your time, do you feel bad that I wasted mine? Because that's what Tuxedo Mask was about. I wanted stuff too. Sometimes, like dreams don't come true because I, th- I think it makes sense for a woman to see you and to say if there's going to be a relationship and they assume you're an upstanding dude and you're doing the right thing by your kids and stuff like that that to date you would mean that this is like the soft interview for wife she should ask me that though she should ask me if that's what I'm looking that's, for right that's now. fair but do you understand that it's also fair for her to kind of assume that no it's not it's fair for her to ask me and it's fair for me to set the expectation if that's not what I want it's fair for me to act that way in those moments if I don't want her to be my wife but I want to spend time with her I set those boundaries I move that way I move people like we're friends move that way. people don't and that was my other point then people might not but me personally you're, I'm gonna move in a way that sets that expectation and sets that boundary I'm never I've, it's happened before I'm never gonna let somebody infatuate their way into a relationship with me <laughs> I'm never gonna let them <laughs> like me up they're not like, just gonna like me a lot come enough away. Yeah, because like people like you a lot, and then your their feelings become your responsibilities. Like you know that girl like you. Why are you doing that to her? It's like she's making a choice. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not responsible for how she feels now because I know she likes me. I'm not gonna treat her like shit. Don't get me wrong, but like I don't have to entertain this because I know she wants to be entertained. It doesn't have to happen. Are you nah, not? <laughs> you can't. You can't lead. You can't lead a woman. I'm, I'm, I'm literally saying that I'm not going to lead you on. No, but you're we saying- can be friends. But if you like me too much to be my friend, we will not be friends either. Like I will let you. I don't want to say I'll let you down easily. But if I meet somebody that's a quality person, but I don't see a relationship with, I will try to be friends with you. But if you want more than what I'm willing to give you, then at that point I can't give you those things anymore. I can't. I'm not just gonna string somebody along because they like me. I'll cut them off. Like I'll say, hey. You want more than I have to offer. I can't just be around people that like me because they like me. Like, that's trouble. I've been there before. You can't just keep people around you that like you because you know they like you. Like, Well, I would hope you'd be that transparent and not wait to write about it in a song two years later. This is true. This is true. <laughs> Which was my initial point. When have I are done you, that? Are you seeking? Oh, I don't know. I'm asking. Oh, I no, I, no. I, I, me and you never dated. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm assuming. I mean, you're a handsome man. I, I'm, I'm not assuming anything. I'm asking. I'm asking. I don't because know that you'd be my I, type. I don't know. Like, I don't know that you'd be my type. I've been, oh, I've been, I've been around this shit. This shit got funny. <laughs> I've, I've been around your significant others and I've been friends with them and stuff like that. And Yeah, and me and my relationships, I'm always looking for that. I'm looking for a partner. I'm looking for somebody that... I'm looking for those things. Me, personally. I've never really dated to have fun. I can't do casual. That's how I keep ending up in an exclusive relationship because I can't do casual very well. Like, I just... I can't. I think dudes are weird in the fact that they... To me, the married dude in the room, I feel like not to be arrogant or whatever tell me if you agree with this but it's like getting with a woman is not difficult 
No, it's not. It's not. It's like be who you are, make her laugh, treat her right. It's, it's you, not. You're gonna get rhythm with a lot of women if you just be who you are genuinely, and that's it. And I figured that out a long time ago. It's like it, it's like if you like anime, then be the anime dude. If if you don't got a car, then be the dude without the car. Like being phony is the first thing to make you look mad weird. But sometimes, sometimes you have to like. Oh shit! You gotta dial it down. Like you gotta, you can be yourself, but you gotta like. I mean, I mean? Like, maybe because what happens is. People like you. Like, you're like, oh, you're awesome. And they like you. And then, like I said, you become responsible for the people that like you. Like, I've ended up in relationships with people because everyone around us knew she liked me. And they wanted me to do right by her by treating her like I knew she liked me. And then we ended up in a relationship that didn't work out. But because it was like, okay, well, you know, if you're going to like me this much, I should give you a shot, right? Like, you should get a chance, right? Like, you like me so much. Like, how could I not? As far as treating people, I want to ask the both of you something do you find this toxic? Because I'm learning that this particular behavior is toxic and it's actually like really bad. When you treat a partner to both of you, when you treat somebody very well, do you get more satisfaction out of seeing that person's reaction or do you get more satisfaction out of knowing you created that emotion? Oh, that's all me. Yeah, it's all me. Like you, I get, you get you get more satisfaction out of being the out of saying I made her feel good. It's versus, versus her feeling good. There is a certain amount of fulfillment I get that doesn't require her appreciation. Yes. See, I think that's that's dangerous. And I'm learning that myself. No, it's very I'm, dangerous. I'm learning, yeah, I'm learning that dangerous. myself. You have to get more satisfaction out of the joy that she got versus me being that dude because I made that happen. Well, no, no, no. Because it's, it's, no, it's more like how character works. Like, you do the right thing even when no one's watching. But you know, that's, like, a, real, I'm going that, that's, to treat a, real, that's a real thing, though. But that, that's I'm going to treat thing. you the right way it's no matter how you react to it. That's not necessarily discuss. Yeah, I don't need you to I don't need you to to fall over yourself every time I do something special for you because that's just what I'm going to do for you. Like I don't need your reaction to be over the top every single time I cook dinner or I bring you home something and surprise you. I want to do that for somebody that deserves it. I'm I want to do that anyway. It makes me feel great to be doing that for somebody that's not going to make me like an asshole 6 months from now when I bought mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just I want to do those things. So I do like I said, it's like the idea of integrity and character. Like, this is what I would do no matter what. You don't have to kiss my feet for me to be a good man to you. I'm going to be a good man because that's who I am. This is how I treat anybody who's who commits to me. So that's what I mean by that. I don't mean that it makes me feel like the man. It just makes me feel like, yo, this is my character. This is who I really am on the inside. And anybody that I commit to, they get this person from me. They get the man that's going to be there for them, the man that's going to provide for them all these different things that they can count on. And it's just really important to me to make sure that I'm... That's the only way I've learned to deal with relationships not working. It's being able to tell myself that I've been consistent in who I am and what I brought to the table and my fidelity and all that stuff. That's how I've been able to accept things not working out. It's like, you know what? I, I did what I could do. I was there. I I tried. I put in a lot of time. Like, you have to be able to tell yourself you tried hard enough. Like, Because if not, you don't always regret it. But at the same time, I say it's, it's, it's a fine line from being toxic because if you find more satisfaction in being that dude that created the moment or whatever, if someone was that way, you could find yourself, it's like, Maybe she didn't appreciate it because that's not what she wanted. We're not we're not seeking to understand her. Oh, yeah. We're not seeking to understand what would please her. Love language. So then we get thing. upset because all that matters is that I did something great in my own view, and since she didn't appreciate it, then screw her. No, no, it's no. like nah. Did you even know what she would have wanted to do? Was that what she wanted for her anniversary, birthday, that's whatever? A, that's a hard lesson I've learned too because I had an ex tell me that hey, bills ain't love. I said, well, damn, I need both. <laughs> we got to take care of both. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I, I guess if I'm having a hard time providing both at the same time, yeah, this is a problem because I'm trying really hard to pay these bills, but you're not feeling the love that, you know, because I'm trying really hard to pay these bills. 
consistency, communication, consideration, and commitment. Four C's. Um, my greatest ex taught me that. And if I'd have known those things, we were together, she might not be an ex. But when I, I learned that and I've been able to apply that to friendships, relationships, coworkers, and it just provides a, a foundation of how I go into all of my relationships. This is what I bring to the table. And if I bring this to the table, this is what I'm asking for in return. Consistency, consideration, communication and commitment. That's it. When I haven't been able to provide one of those four C's, I've been able to hold myself accountable. Like, you know what? I'm upset with her for things I haven't been communicating to her. I haven't been telling her how this makes me feel because I haven't been able to articulate to myself. I just know I'm frustrated, but I don't I haven't been able to tell her and I've been taking out on her and that hasn't been fair. So I have to communicate. Um, I have to consistently communicate. I have to consistently consider her when I make choices. But communication, consideration, all those seeds combined and they, they they're really important. And just through self-care and the, through the most rigorous and tedious trial and error that comes from dating different people and really, really dope women that you don't um, end up with forever. You just build on it and you build on it and you hope one day you get to the point where all your experiences are going to combine to where you're making the right choice. But it's like I say, it's just like <laughs> buying a used car. No matter how bad you want that car, you have to be willing to walk away from it if it ain't the right car for you. No matter how bad you want it, no matter how gorgeous she is, no matter how thick she is, no matter how funny she is, no matter how many degrees she got, no matter the car, she, the money she makes, if it doesn't serve you, you're never going to serve her and you have to be ready to walk away from it. I know that I can't be the man that I want to be for the woman I love if I'm not getting what I need in return. I know I can do it to a point, but I have to be filled in return. I know I'm not going to be able to do that. And so when you reach that point where you're not able to give everyone what they deserve, that's when it's time to break up, King. <laughs> Break up, King. Wake up in the morning and go do your thing. Nah, it's one hundred percent true. Like you I said, man, it's it's tough. Like I said, when I was in, uh, when I was married, I I I thought my vulnerability was like literally just weaponized against me all the time. Like any perceived weakness, any perceived, it was just it was just a constant toxic cycle of gaslighting, and it's all your fault all the time. And so after that, I didn't know what a safe space was. I didn't know what a vulnerability was. I didn't. I am perfect. There's nothing wrong with me. But I had tons of trauma that I had to deal with in my marriage, my incarceration, just my whole, just tons of, but you know what? I'm going to be perfect. And the pressure of being that perfect guy for people, because it, it wasn't so much that I was trying to pretend to be perfect. It's like, you don't know anything about that. You don't know anything about my past. You don't know anything about my relationship, my ex-friends. So I'm going to present to you the person that you see. Like, this is all face value, but I needed to deal with that shit in order to take advantage of what was in front of me. Yes. So that's just, it's, it's always a constant struggle. But where you are now is just a cumulative result of all that shit you've been through. Mm -hmm. But now that I'm out of that and I've done, you know, I've done my self-work, done my groundwork. The more and more I discuss certain things about it, the more I understand how many men don't have that space. And it's so it's like, yeah. you know what? You want to talk? Let's talk. Let's talk it out. That's usually so it's kind of neat to know that I can do that, or at least my energy gives that capability without them always feeling like they can't, you know, stand themselves. And like, that's how niggas end up cheating sometimes, too. Oh, shit, Jesus. They don't have a safe space in their relationship. Like, they can't be, they have to be, they don't feel like they can be vulnerable enough in their relationships. They find a vulnerable place, and it's like, well, if I can be weak in this way, then I can be weak in all of these ways. If you're going to forgive me for being week in this zone then then maybe you won't mind so much if i'm that's what happens though like that's what happens shit um and i think that 
that's what it comes with working harder to be people's friends before you end up in relationships with them. Learning how to make somebody your friend in a safe space before you have to rely on them as your only safe space. But at the same time, because your girl ain't your therapist. Period. No matter how bad she wants to be, your girl ain't your therapist. All right, how are we gonna wrap this up? What uh, I actually said about the album. So where's the album and all that stuff? Oh, okay. Well, the album is on Apple Music. It's on Title. It's on Spotify. It's on Bandcamp. I'd actually prefer people to listen to it on Bandcamp. Why? Uh, because it's just, it's a great place for independent artists. Uh, like when you listen to it on Title or Spotify, um, you know you get like point zero 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 one seven percent of a stream. But on Bandcamp. Uh, you can buy it directly. The proceeds go directly to the artists. It's just a way to support independent artists a little better. Like the Apple Music streams are cool and that stuff is great. And I like having my music there for the accessibility. I want everybody who wants to hear it to be able to hear it. But if you're really trying to support artists, Bandcamp is where you want to go. Uh, that's why I always make sure I have a Bandcamp link also. So, But it's it's everywhere. You know, I'm trying to make sure I put it everywhere. I'm trying to promote it, which is always really hard to do uh, because... I'd rather it just be art. Like, you know, I don't know what Basquiat looks like. Do you know what he looks like? Yes. The painter? Basquiat? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, I didn't know. I don't know what he looks like. I don't I don't know what a lot of famous artists even look like. I thought he was going to say like Banksy or something. Like nobody knows what he looks like. Yeah, maybe Banksy yeah, is who Banksy. I was thinking of. Maybe Banksy yeah. somebody. Oh, because Jay-Z like, looks thing. like Basquiat now. He does his hair all. Yeah. But I'd like, I'd like to be able to almost, and this is going to sound really contradictive, but almost anonymously create art. To where I could just create it and just put it out there. Like the the promotion and the marketing of it is really, really hard for me to do because I don't want to like, it's it's kind of awkward to kind of stand out there and try to tell people to listen to your music. And I want it to just be good enough that it attracts people to it, but that's just not how the world works. So um, I have to kind of meet in the middle with the promotion and the marketing of it. So, But there's freedom in not caring. See, me and him have talked about it and I know you're creative with, with poetry and stuff, so you might understand this. I, I always said we're not as hungry as we were when we were rapping on cassette tapes. Mm. Back then, we knew that there was no one listening. The only ones listening was me, him, and a couple other friends. That's it. Right, right. And we would write and record every single day. Like, that was, I remember those times. It was like a song a day was like nothing. It was like a song a day, two songs a day. That was the thing. We would make the time to be like, yo, tomorrow we're getting together and we are rapping. Bro, do you remember that you used to pick me up from work? And we would use the hour between when I got off of work and when my girl got off of work to make as much music as we could. Because once she got off of work, it wasn't appropriate for me to be rapping anymore. Like, I'm a grown man. I shouldn't be doing all that. So we would use that little bit of time we had between like 3.30 and 5 or some shit. And we would record three, four songs. We'd do everything we could in that little window of time because that's what we had. Like, it was a different kind of hunger, you know. But uh, also processes change, though. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't write music without music the way I used to. I used to just write. I could just sit down and just write my thoughts and rhymes and then maybe there's a beat that would apply to it. But now the beat is so much a part of what the lyrics are. Like it's so much of a a combo now. You know, it's that's why I respect and appreciate producers so much because the producers that I work with, they don't realize that they inspire so much of the music I make. Like if Devious Minds hadn't made the beat for Tuxedo Mask, I don't know that I would have got off on that beat the same way. If Macadon had made that beat for Biscayne Bay, I don't know that I would have made a Miami Center song. I had that idea, but I didn't have the I didn't have the the paint to paint that picture. I had the canvas, I had the idea, but I didn't have any paint. And the producer comes with the paint. Now I can get to work. Now I have something to work with. So that's why they're so important to that process, because sometimes I don't even have the song idea until I hear the beat. 
the beat will literally evoke the emotion that creates the idea for the song. Like I've I've heard a beat and then been writing a song to it five minutes later and the song's done in 10 minutes because that's what the beat brought out of me. So this is from, from a marketing standpoint, I wanna just be able to do that. Like it'd be cool to have a team that helped me focus on other things that I'm not good at because I recognize that I'm not able to do all the things that I, sh I should be able to do when you're making music. Like you should be, you know, posting stuff on Facebook and Instagram every day and Twitter and, I just don't see that work for anyone. I don't know that I've seen an artist post Facebook and then tag 99 of their friends in it and then it turns into the biggest song ever. I haven't seen anybody go to an open mic night on a Tuesday night every Tuesday for a year and then get an opportunity to be famous. I haven't seen any of the artists do anything that has achieved any result that I want. I haven't seen it. Like you haven't gone and done this and it turned into you getting a record deal and you know, it just hasn't happened. So until I see somebody go down a path that works for them, I'm not interested in going down those paths. I don't think that I'm going to make the difference by doing something that everyone else is doing that isn't working. I don't think I'm gonna go to Shaka's on a Thursday night at seven o'clock and I'm gonna rap and it's gonna turn into my big break. This ain't eight mile. <laughs> like <laughs> I've lived out here my whole life. There've been open mic nights. There's an open mic happening somewhere in the city every single night. I don't know any of those people and I haven't seen that be effective to them. And like, just to get this off, it almost feels like a Ponzi scheme of some sort locally. Like they just kind of tricking local rappers into filling up their clubs on nights that nobody's there. Like no one's in a club on Tuesday night. So this is the great night to have an open mic night. So why don't we get these hungry local rappers to sell tickets to a show that nobody was gonna come to unless we invited a whole, and then you go to the show and it's just a bunch of rappers standing around not listening to other rappers. Like sometimes there's camaraderie. Like, oh yeah, man, you killed that shit, but like, that's all it is. And I don't think my art is conducive to that platform. I don't think that my art is gonna be appreciated if I go to some shopping center club and rap in front of seven other rappers that night and then come home and tell everybody, oh yeah, I rapped last night. Like, I want you to hear the song. I want you to connect to it. I want you to feel it. I want you to say that, wow, I'm, um, I'm not the only one going through that. Like, I'm not the only one that has these feelings. That's how I want you to feel. And I don't think I can connect with you by asking you on Facebook to come out on Thursday night after work to hear me rap a song that I posted. Like, there's gonna be 20 other rappers there. I have a seven minute window between 7.20 and 7.27, and you have to stand there for two and a half hours until I get my couple of minutes to rap. And not only do you have to do it that night, but you have to do it again next week when another one comes up, and you have to keep doing it because this is my dream. That's not my dream. That is not what I wanna do with my music. I want my music to be appreciated. I want to only I only want my music in places is appreciated. And so that's what makes marketing hard for me because I feel like I have to kind of You lower have to the, get rid of the control. Well, I have to lower the quality. Like I have to lower the No, nothing wrong with the quality. You just have to get rid of the control. The one thing about marketing and media and this day and age is they want to see you open they don't want to see you control what they can potentially learn about you. And that is also a caveat to having a type of art like this is because you do get to control what they can see, but you also get to control what you expose yourself to. Right. That's why I'm wearing glasses. I don't want y'all to see my face. <laughs> I'm, I'm shy and I don't want you to see my eyes. You're looking into my soul and I don't know you. You know what nah, I mean? But <laughs> we, talk, we talked about it. Metrics and the hypothetical audiences kill art, destroy art. Right. When we and, start thinking about how many likes something got or, the, you know, the perfectionist mindset of like, nah, I can't put this out because this ain't my best work. I go I back to the same just, thing. Who the heck is watching? 
I want to just do it. I want to do it because it makes me feel good. And if people connect with it, that is dope. I know that I have a job to do. I know that I have to take certain steps to put it in front of people that to give them an opportunity to receive it. I have to go a little further to do that. But there, there's just things I'm not willing to do at all. There's just not I'm not willing to compromise myself in certain ways. I'm not rapping to be popular. I'm not rapping to get famous. I'm not rapping to be a pop star or a rap star. I'm rapping to last forever. I'm rapping to leave stories behind that my kids can listen to and learn things about me they didn't know about me. I'm rapping for a legacy. I wanna be the best. I wanna be acknowledged as the best. I take it as a personal slight and offense when people say their top five list and they, oh, this is the best. I take it personally when I'm not on it because I'm the best. I'm better than a lot of these niggas. And that's the kind of fire that, you know, kind of keeps it going. And that's another reason why I won't do the things these niggas is doing to put my music out there because you're doing that. And you can do that with your music because it isn't good enough, but my music's better than that. So I'm not going to put it out there in that way. And that's just how I feel about it. And it's, it's tough because that doesn't get people to hear your music a lot. Like you don't put yourself out there the way these other folks do, but I haven't seen it get results for them. They're not famous. They're not popular. Like they might be popular in their friend group. They might be popular to the 99 people they tag, but. But they're not you. Even if you took the avenue that they took, they're still not you. So for you to de determine that your shine cannot go on the same path that they have, they're not, they're not you. Who's to say that you don't take? I mean, that's one thing that uh, I, I, I'd have to find out one day by going down that path, but it's just not something that right now. Well, shine your shoes, shit. It's, it's, it's other stuff to do out here. Well, yeah, and I think there's there's just more creative ways to market your music. I think the way you present, it's really important that, that, that foot you put forward. It's really important how you do it. It's really important how people are introduced to your music. Like if you're annoying them with it as an introduction, then they're never gonna be on board with it. Like I know when I've been tagged in a Facebook post with 99 other people, and then I look at my phone and I have, 79 notifications and it's because of that you're never gonna get me to hear your music again I'm like i'm so annoyed that you've done this and it takes like two clicks to make it stop but now i'm like yo why'd you tag me in this shit you know what i mean like i really want i want the most organic engagement i can get i don't want people to like my music because they know me or they're trying to do me a favor i want them to just like the music i want them to relate to the music appreciate the quality of the music i don't want to have anything to do with it yeah it's cool if you like it because of me but I want you to like it because of what it is. And I think that that makes a fan last longer than just, you know, because if I piss you off one day, then it's going to be fuck rocks a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's why it was so dope when you guys like my music, because y'all didn't have any reason to like it. You just heard it. It was quality. And you guys are so excited about it. That is the organic kind of engagement I want. I want that. I want that. Oh, my God. I can't believe you made this shit. Like, those are the reactions I get that make me say, you know what? I don't want to market this the way other people do, because when people hear it the way they deserve to hear it, those reactions are worth it every time. Those reactions are what make it worth it. But you gotta figure out a way to get people to hear your shit. And that's why I'm sitting here doing an interview about it now. <laughs> because you gotta Because you don't wanna expose us on a poetry night, but you will let us listen to it in the studio if we so happen to be here. I will. That's and you know you what? Said. If you have a poetry night, I definitely could I definitely could come to a poetry night because that's a more intimate it's a it's a it's a better place for engagement with the music. You know what I mean? Like I'm really not doing this to be popular. I can't be doing it to be cool. So I'm really doing it because it's a form of expression that really makes me happy. And I think that if people have a chance to hear it, they can get something out of it too. But um, I am a lot shyer than I probably um, act like I am to people. So 
Um, I really don't want to be all like, hey, listen to my shit. Yo, check me out. Yo, you know what I mean? Da, 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 da. Yo, if you MTV say my raps. name, if you say my name in a song, it's a whole different thing. Like, that's a whole different animal. Like, I would never say Roxlot's name in a song. That would be a mistake. But other than that, I don't really want to be out here trying to push these songs to, down people's throats about, you know, my, my life regrets and all that different stuff. It's just something that I hope people can relate to. I, I just, I hope it gives somebody the courage to, I hope it gives a rapper the courage to to not rap about shooting somebody and just rap about how it feels to want to shoot somebody. Like, I get really mad and I be wanting to kill people, but it really is all about my childhood trauma that I haven't dealt with. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to kill this nigga. That's, that's what I really just want to give another avenue. You know what I mean? Because I will still beat your ass, but I will cry about it later because that's not who I am anymore. You know, and I just, I hate that I regress back to this guy and it's like, I made so much progress, you know? And I don't want to have to do that, but. I ain't no killer, but don't push me. I ain't Hello? no killer, but don't push me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, my mental's shaky, but I bet you won't step to me. Like, I meant that shit. That's why it's the last line on the first verse of the song. Like, I know my mental's shaky, but I will beat your ass. You understand me? Like, I've been everywhere you don't want to go. So I ain't scared of none of that shit. I will whoop your ass. No, but um, no, it's that that's important to me. And I don't want to talk down on the guys that do that. Like, it's really important for me to say, and I posted this on Twitter earlier. All the people out there that are out there like bravely marketing their music and going to open mic nights and like y'all are an inspiration. Like I am proud of y'all. Like that is shit is beautiful. Y'all are so brave. Like you are way cooler than I could ever be. It's just not anything that I could do. But I look up to y'all. Like I want to be that guy. I want to be able to post my song and tag a hundred people in. Like yo, y'all need to hear this shit right now. I just don't think it works very well. I don't think it it builds lasting engagements. But I want to be brave enough to be like, hey y'all, listen. This shit fire. Y'all should come listen to this shit. But I just don't think my music lends itself to that type of marketing. It doesn't lend itself to trying to like force people to listen to it. Like, okay. I love being a really surprise discovery. Like, I like when people go, holy shit, did you did all this? Like, I'm like, well, you know what I mean? I do a little something. something. <laughs> <laughs> I've been nice for a long time now. You know what I mean? Like, so, but that's, and that's just kind of what holds me back from marketing and shit. It's just. I really want to put my best foot forward. Even when like, I'm dating somebody, like if I like a girl, I won't step to her until I'm absolutely ready to step the way I want to step. I'm very patient. Very, very, very patient. There's no rush. Because to me, I, I like eventual over never. So I'd rather take my time than rush to a never or a no. You know what I mean? Like, Because it could just be a no. You know, some of these dudes are sending unsolicited dick pics and think that's going to seal the deal. You know what I mean? That's a permanent no. That's a never. You know what I mean? But if you take your time, if you're a gentleman, if you exercise patience, if you get a nut somewhere else besides the girl you like, then you might have a long term future with somebody like just take your time with it. That's how it is with the music. I want to put my best foot forward. I want to take my time with it. Like this year has been all about releasing music consistently and just putting out a consistent level of quality music because everybody on your Facebook that raps, they might put a song out every now and then like, oh, shit, the you know, MC. Such and such just put out a song he did. You know what I mean? He's going to promote on his page. He's going to tag everybody. And then he might not post anymore, you know, for a few months. I want to stand out by not only posting a fire song. There's a fire album. There's a fire deluxe. There's a fire follow-up. This is the only kind of music I make. All I make is high-quality fire shit. And I could do this shit every single day if you needed me to. All the time. This is the consistency I'm at. There's no weak shit. Me and him, we don't put out no weak shit. 
So that's the way I want to stand out. I don't want to stand out by making everybody listen to my turn up trap song that I just made. Hey, yo, pop that shit. Nigga, no, 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 Like, I don't want to have to make some some catchy hype song to get everybody's attention to some shit. Like, I just want to be somebody that's known for consistently putting out quality. I don't like to use other rapper names when I describe myself, but the way Kendrick can just disappear. And because you back. know when he comes out, it's going to be, some quality, be shit. some quality shit. That's how I wanted to feel with me. Now, I can't do that this year because this year I'm trying to set a consistent standard of releasing music. But at some point, I want you to know that when Rocks A Lot comes out, it's just fire. It's high quality. It is what it is. We don't got to question what he's doing. That's the idea behind it. That's how I want to market my music. I want my music to be marketed as just masterpiece theater. That's what this is. Like, you come here to hear masterpieces. You come here to hear that high quality shit. You come here to hear... That real shit. We're not just rapping over instrumentals and putting out freestyle challenges and you know, like, oh, this is the this is the Tuesday night rap challenge. I'm gonna challenge so and so to rap now. Like, you need a challenge to rap? I'm a rapper. You don't have to that's like challenging somebody to talk. Like, oh, oh say like I don't need to be challenged to rap. Like, if you wanna challenge me, put out a better song than me. That will challenge me. When niggas put out good songs, I get to work. I'm like, oh shit, they can step it up. Like, one no. Like I hear some of this shit, I'm like, oh, <laughs> that wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna have to get back in the booth. This nigga, he used to be two miles behind. Now he's a mile and a half behind. I gotta stay ahead. You know what I mean? Like, that's how I move with this shit. But that's the only way you can challenge me. You can't challenge me with an instrumental. I've been rapping over instrumentals for 30 years or some shit. Like, I don't want to rap over somebody else's beat. I don't care about that shit. I can't do anything with it. I've done it before. So I, I just wanna. Somebody called me anti-trend. I was like, I'm not anti-trend. I just, I'd rather do something that has a uh, a record of working as opposed to just following it in footsteps that lead nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to meet a bunch of other rappers. I want to meet somebody that can change my life because I'm rapping. Not just the guys that go to all the open mics. Nothing against y'all. Y'all can have that. You know what I mean? Y'all don't need another rapper on the bill. You're right. <laughs> it already takes y'all three hours to get on stage. You don't need another rapper. I'm like, come on, man. And they might not stay after if I go before you. So you might want to just go ahead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do your thing. But no, and that's what I want to say about it. Because, like, I never get a chance to, I always want the chance to kind of explain that. Like, everyone has ideas of what you should do. Yo, you need to be, yeah. you should do this. Yo, you got to, like, I got a homeboy that swears up and down that the only thing I need to do is take my song down to the radio station. That's it. Take it down to 103 Jams, bro. I'm telling you, bro. If you just take it down to 103 Jams, I'm like, yo, when's the last time you listened to 103 Jams? I don't listen to radio at all. Then why do you think? <laughs> Tell me how you would accidentally discover my music. And then I'll do that. Like, how did you accidentally discover somebody you didn't recognize? Oh, get my song on a Spotify playlist? That might work. Oh, you went to an open mic night? Where'd you go? Oh, this is big open mic night. I got to discover all my new rap. I'll go to that. But what I'm not going to do is sign up, pay to go rap at a bar next to a food lion and then sell tickets for that bar because I'm going to rap for 10 minutes. It just sounds like a scheme. I just don't want to do that. It's just a lot of effort as a required. I'd much rather get together with Juan, invite 20 to 30 people I know and just do a show myself. Just do one that I know that people are going to be there to support instead of just going to ask a bunch of strangers to give a damn about my raps. I've lived here my entire life. No one's ever given a fuck about local rappers. <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> like, never seen it. Like, it just doesn't happen. Like, I watched Pusha T do all these interviews about, oh, I'm trying to start this for the locals. I ain't seen it, Push. Push is the god of Virginia. He's the king of Virginia. But I just haven't seen it locally. I don't see the support. I don't see it going anywhere here. So it's really hard to do that type of shit. So I I, I hope that maybe, maybe I'll blaze a different path. But I've never seen somebody get famous by copying what somebody else did. 
Very true. It's never happened. There's like two or three rappers that copied another rapper, but eventually they became themselves. <laughs> like Ja Rule was like Tupac and DMX at first, and then he became Yikes. Ja Rule. You know what I mean? And like people come out as one version, but no one comes out just copying another rapper and copying what somebody else did and just getting famous. It doesn't happen. Every time I see someone get famous, they're very unique. They're very different. They're doing things that no one else has done before. And they had support before you heard of them. Like before you heard of who they are, they had support already built. So I keep that in mind when I'm not, you know, doing open mic nights and shit. But I mean, if y'all invite me to one, I might be a little flattered enough to come out there and do Find it. Find one to let us know. We're gonna do one ourselves. That's what I mean. Like, I if why Juan, can't, why, why can't we do a uh, uh, in the garden joint here in the garage? That's what I mean. If Juan want to do that, we should do that. Let's do if it. If I wanted, to, like, you know how you, love you do poetry. Let's set up a mic in the garage, get everybody <laughs> out here, and we take turns. Yo, for real, I, will, I will host it. I'll be your host with the most. It's like now nah, you got to be in it. I'm talking about we get in the circle just like we did with the colors. And everybody that like, there's gonna be a mic right there. All right, you do a poem, you do some bars, I do some bars. Who else got something? We could do our own shit. And I know I'm coming across as like I'm shitting on all this other stuff these other rappers are doing. And I, and I am shitting on it a little bit because I don't want to do it. Like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do that shit. Like, I be at work. I don't want to go to the ocean front at 7 o'clock on a Tuesday, stand around till 11 and hope to... I don't want to do it. I just don't. And if it means I'm not hungry enough and all that shit, fine. But to me, it means it's just not... There's been no proven results from it. What is my end goal? My end goal is not to be a popular rapper. My end goal is not for everyone to know me and all that shit and be on the scene. My end goal is just to be known when you hear rocks a lot you think quality fucking music that's it like that's all it is to it so i'm not knocking what other people have to do maybe your dream is to perform your art in front of people maybe that's your goal like maybe like you have dreams of oh man i want to just be on a stage and i don't care who's there and what it means maybe that's your, that's, that's not my dream my dream is to leave a legacy with this music now if i found a path through performing at open mic nights and, and mc showcases then i would go down that path but right now i'm more focused on just making the kind of quality music that i want to be known for making forever there's no point in me making music at this age if i'm not making stuff that's gonna last and matter you know what i mean so it doesn't matter how many likes i get it doesn't matter how many plays it gets it's just when i look back on it it has to be the kind of quality that i know that i can make and that's just the most important shit to me and i'm shy so i don't be wanting to get on those stages <laughs> i mean i smoke too much man i might run out of breath <laughs> who knows dreams <laughs> 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 don't come true <laughs> Make a scene if you want to. Right. I don't mean your breath gonna come true, um, but nah. So that's I, I guess that's what I want to say about it. But um, okay. self care is out, and um, it's the deluxe is out now. Yep. Um, I did a deluxe just because when you put out an album, you you want to do so much with the album, and like it was supposed to come out last October. Right. And then it was self-care summer, but then it was like the fall. And so <laughs> it was no longer the summer. And so I kept pushing it back. But I had all these songs that didn't fit what the album became. But the deluxe gives you an opportunity to put a lot of dope songs that you made that didn't fit the initial scheme. So I did the deluxe just to kind of add some stuff to kind of address some things too, to use some beats that didn't fit the concept. And um, it kind of gives people a reason to go back and, and revisit the project. So I put the new songs on the top and then I kind of reversed the order of the original album to kind of give it a different feel. So um, I hope it kind of gives people a different experience, like putting the songs that were at the back of the album, at the front of the album. Because you know, Tuxedo Mask was supposed to be first. I was supposed to hit you in the head 7 a.m. I'm getting text for attention. And if I don't reply, I'm the villain. OK, because. Like, can I get in the shower first? Like, can I do anything before I respond to this text? You know I saw it because it's a text message. That's how these things work. Unless my phone, you know I saw it. But if you feel like I took a shower first, 
brush my teeth, put on some draws, maybe <laughs> ate something. Now you're mad because I haven't texted you back as instantly. Like that's, that's what that song was about. But I didn't think that was the best foot to put forward at the beginning of the album. So <laughs> I put it at the back. And it kind of surprised me how many people actually heard it because it was the last song on the album. So yeah, that was pretty dope. Well, any other questions? Nah. All right. Well, I you made wanna, it. Yeah. I just want to say that to anybody who's listened to the album so far, I appreciate you. Um, it is really dope when you listen to my album and I know you listen to it. So like likes and shares and retweets and little emoji feedbacks. Like if you just hold on to it and then just put a little heart or a little thumbs up, any little feed. I, I'm really just in it for the engagement and the feedback. Like when y'all listen to the music and you hear it and you tell me it's dope, or you put a little fight, like it means a lot to me. Like it's the smallest thing you could do, but it's so dope to know that y'all heard a thought that I had. Like the coolest part about making music is that it's nothing. It's like this imaginary thing in your head. And then one day it's a song playing out of speakers. Like it's the dopest shit in the world. But like it starts off as this little thought in your head. And then, so it's almost one of the most vulnerable things you can do is to take something that nobody can see and then make it exist in front of them. So it, engaging with people for something that was almost imaginary. Now it's real. It's like a kid or something, but it's dope. So like if you if you're watching this and you hear me say this, like any likes, retweets, shares, I appreciate every play. I appreciate every listen. Um, yeah, shouts out to all the local rappers that are rapping. I'm better than y'all, but y'all are doing y'all thing. And if I was as brave as y'all are, I, I'd be out there, too. But um. Shouts to all of y'all. And I, I don't even mean that to be facetious at all. But if you feel a way about anything I said today, my name is Rocks a lot. It's two <laughs> words. There are two X's and there are two T's. Now, if you spell my name incorrectly, I'm going to destroy you. So it's two words. Rocks with two X's, a lot with two T's. But make sure those two words are separate. It's not a capital A close to the X. Spell it right. Or I'm going to take right? it as a personal offense. <laughs> It will be like you're dissing my children if you say or spell my name wrong on the track. Um, and I think that's just really important to say. Um, but thank you for all the listens. And I appreciate all y'all. Uh, anybody who's looking at this and they consider themselves a fan of mine, like it means everything to me. Holla at your boy. I put your name in a song, whatever you need to do. Like, I'm just trying to get like one fan at a time. So uh, that's all I got. Right, Self-Care Deluxe out everywhere now. Um, Summer State of Mind, the re-release is coming soon. And there's just a whole bunch of music coming out this year because... Um, the only way I can prove I'm better than everybody else is just to keep putting out music that proves I'm better than everybody else. So I'm just going to keep putting out music nonstop because I have an endless amount of ideas, music and production. And I don't ever have to stop if I don't ever want to stop. So that's what you should be prepared for if you have a problem with um, Rock's Lot or what I'm doing is that I can I don't ever have to stop doing this. I can do this for the rest of my life and put out this fire all the time. I don't want your stage. I don't want your fans. I just want you to know that I'm better than you and I can do this consistently until it's proven. So, yeah, I, I take it personally. Like, I, I'm really offended. Like, you're going to get on this platform, say that this person is the best at something. Dylon, and Dylon, I'm here. Dylon, Dylon. Like, I'm here. Like, I can see this. You're gonna call this nigga the best in my face. You might as well spit on I it. Spit hey. Why don't you just, you should just roll up a blunt on my album cover. Just just completely just, I, I just, I, I don't understand how someone would say that and not expect, you know what I mean, in return. So it's just a personal goal in this. I'm gonna put the battery in his back as we're winding this down. Cause this is a whole different topic to go on a whole nother episode. But one day we're gonna talk about, you, you ought to stop worrying about the feelings of other men. That's probably true. But I also <laughs> want to like, say, oh shit, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, that's a whole episode topic. Like, how about we stop worrying about what men think? 
I think that I could do a versus with anybody watching this with songs they never heard before. But what we care about win. what another dude is doing. It's a com it's a competition what thing. What Dame Dash said, why are men so concerned with what other men are doing? It's a competitive thing. It's a competitive thing. Yeah, but we should compete for the sake of a woman. I have a long history. I don't history. care what the next dude is I have doing. a long history of consistently winning. Winning is just what I do. You take a lot of losses on the way we, to win. I thought we spite them with our success. We do. But isn't success winning? Yeah, isn't success being the best? You can win without telling the, the loser that you won. History, I do it all the time. history is written by the winners, brother. Like for example, let's Some say people like cucumbers better pickled. This is true, but let's just say for example, <laughs> let's just say for example, I have a grievance, right? I have a grievance. <laughs> like what the hell's the point? It, listen, no, no, no. Listen, listen. I have a grievance, and it would never serve me to air that grievance. But one day, let's just say one day, for example, I win a Grammy, and now. I'm on the Grammy stage and I get a chance to speak. And I say, hey, this goes out to all the people who ever doubted me, the people that didn't want to see me win. I want to say thank you to y'all. God bless. Thank you to my mama. Thank you to my people. Thank you to Charles Dewan. Blah, blah, blah. Because that's what will matter. That's what will be etched in history. Not all that shit you happen. Not all that beef and drama. The moment you win and you get that, that opportunity to win, that's what matters. And that's what it's all about. But knowing you're a winner should be sufficient. Well, how do you win if you're not competing? You win internally. You win when you're happy with yourself. Right. That is the win. It's when a you are satisfied with yourself. Hey, listen. The secret is I'm pissed all you the know, time. You, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's the secret. I'm always mad. It's just taking that energy. It's just it's taking that energy. Make sure you keep the secret is it's up I'm there. pissed all the this, time. Because the, 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 the trick is to take that energy because that energy can just be frustration. It could be anger. It could be a temper. It could, you take that energy and you point it the right direction. The same way an internal combustion engine takes an explosion and makes your car go. Grenade! I take that same explosion and I make it, it makes me go. It makes me keep rapping when I don't know if anybody's even listening. It makes me keep going when this garbage ass nigga over here gets 100 likes because he tagged 500 people in the post and all that shit. It makes me keep going because I hate that shit. It pisses me <laughs> off. And the only way to get that shit off is to go and win. That's it. That's the only thing you can do is win. And the only way I can win in my position is to just to continuously and always make the best music. I will always just make the highest quality, best music I can. It will always be head and shoulders above whoever else is around because that's how you win. Some niggas ain't even making music no more. How can you be better than me if you're not even making music no more? Would you run out of time? <laughs> like, did you run out of ability? How could you be better than me if you're not even making it? You know what I mean? So, like, that's my point. If I just keep going, it's like running a race. If everyone drops out before the race is over, you're going to win. If there's nobody running because you can run further and you have more stamina, then that's how you win the race. My quality has a higher stamina than the rest of these niggas. I can do this forever. So I will win eventually if I just keep going. Yes, boss. That's it. It's the name of the game. It's consistency. <laughs> you know what I mean? Consideration and communicating it. I will crush you niggas if you say my name the wrong way in the song. That's just really important to say, though. Like, it's really important to get that off. It's probably the way I do <laughs> Rocks mucho. Yeah, yeah. No mas. You know what I mean? Like, I want you hollering no mas. That's <laughs> it. No more. Just stop. But yeah, that's all Jeez. I got, man. I appreciate y'all. That's All it? right, yeah, that's it. That that's Shouts it. to Tracy and the Kush Curves and Conversations podcast. Shouts to Visionaire. You know what I mean? Uh, Tsunami Digital. You know what I mean? Six hundred different names. That's it. But that's that's that's, that's hip hop shit. You gotta drop all the names. You know what I mean? Shouts to Kamikaze, aka Tony, aka Kami, aka that nigga, aka Business Owner. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you gotta be able to drop all that shit. Okay, your favorite rapper's favorite rapper. You know what I right. mean? <laughs> we did it. We did it.
I did the interview? You did the interview. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to me talk for like two hours, though. Like, I never really want to ask people to do this. Yeah, who's counting, right? Yeah, who's counting? They don't want to see you win. That's what you got to. They don't want to see you win. That's what you got to. They don't want to see you win. That's what you got to. They don't want to see you win. That's what you got to. I don't, don't want to see you lose while I'm by your side. I multiply, I do not divide. Been described as the most divine. Just decide to promote my guys. I ain't wrote no lines, I just wrote my life. Remember the times so the folks be right. Staying focused with my hope be life. I pray for you.